This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Good morning. This is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. And by, uh, guess what? <laughs> yeah, we're getting ready to go to a convention, which means, of course, I'm here at the uh, Southwest Terminal waiting for my magic carpet and uh, getting ready to wing my way this time to St. Louis, Missouri for the senior tour. So this should be some fun, certainly. Uh, I don't know how many years they've been holding this, but uh, I would imagine by, as the name would imply, that it is a senior tour, meaning that uh, most of the people who will be performing and attending would be over 55, I guess, that would be qualified for AARP. (laughs) Uh, That's the Association for American Retired People, I believe, or something like that. Anyhow, uh, and so I am qualified for attending this convention, and I'm going to be doing something uh, tonight, in fact, uh, for the opening night this evening. I think I'm going to be doing a little Q&A or panel discussion, perhaps, with Howard Hamburg and some of the other people. It's going to be uh, quite an interesting uh, convention. As I said, some of the people who are going to be attending are are seniors. Not all are, uh, but they do include Alan Ackerman, as I mentioned, Howard Hamburg, um, uh, Doug Kahn, and uh, I'd forgotten, um, I think Steve Reynolds is going to be there. I'd forgotten how many others, but I, I thought interesting also that Andy Gladman's going to be there and I think he's still in his 30s so does not necessarily qualify for the seniors but we can all learn something from the young people as we as you know and so uh, today as I said we're going to be uh, uh, should be nice weather flying over well kind of the uh, sm- last evening I guess there was a severe uh, wind or tornadoes that had ripped through Oklahoma and it's on its way east and so I don't know if that's going to affect the fly here or not but out of Houston it looks like it's not clear blue skies it is cloudy but uh, not windy. It looks like uh, planes are taking off and landing, so things are uh, going well here. So I'm going to be giving a report over the next couple of days. I should say I'm going to give a, a report that will be a combined report of today and tomorrow, since uh, this evening will basically just be a partial day and then a full day tomorrow. So I'll combine those uh, tomorrow and release that probably Friday late or maybe early Saturday and then all day Sunday will be another part of the convention, which I'll report that third and final day. It'll come out the late Saturday night or Sunday morning. Uh, this, uh, as you know, is uh, episode 751, so we have passed 750, and uh, we're going on for at least another 750 is, is my plan. Just as Luis Namantos had said that he was... Um, uh, saying that I'll see you uh, in another 12 years when we can do seven or 1,500, uh, and I'll do that with him. Looking forward to that. That will be <laughs> so much fun. Well, anyhow, uh, I uh, am going to uh, eat my breakfast here, and, of course, you know where I am. I am at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and today I got something completely different that you guys will not expect, and that is a uh, an everything bagel with... Uh, sausage egg and cheese how about that so something completely different well i haven't had my coffee yet this morning so having a little sip of a hot black coffee oh yeah that's what i need is i need some more of this black java in my veins well listen i will see everybody or i will be talking with everybody uh, once i get there and you can hear what all is going on at this unique senior tour over in st louis missouri after i get there so until i get uh, to the other side this is scotty L. I've arrived in St. Louis and uh, at the registration desk, and there happens to be just a little lull right now uh, between registrants coming in. I'm here with uh, three of the guys uh, behind the registration desk, and first of all, we have... Steve Zalke. And... Jim Molinari. Steve Busking. And there we go. And so you guys, uh, what are your individual responsibilities over here then? Uh, well, Mr. Buskin and myself put this thing together a couple years ago and uh, hope to carry it on for at least one more year. But this is the second year, this right? Yes, it is. Yes, Scott. I've been saying that this was going to be like the second. Right. right. What was the intent then also to have this to be kind of like with uh, people in the AARP? <laughs> not, not exactly. <laughs> That does kind of limit your uh, attendees. Well, not really. For magic conventions, you know. <laughs> I 
thought we had to show that card before we came in, not the IBM card, but the AARP card. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> so registration is greater this year than it was last year. Is that right, Chandler? As far as I know, yes. Correct. I don't know by how many, but... Oh, we probably got another, what, 15 retirees? <laughs> <laughs> they got nothing else to do. You know, so they got some time over here. Yeah, that, counting, counting the oxygen yeah. tanks, yeah. <laughs> so some of the uh, people who are, who are here are repeat who were here last year. Is that right then, too? That is correct. We, uh, last year was such a great uh, convention that we pretty much bought everybody back and then a- added a few more. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully next year I want everyone to come to St. Louis around uh, April what is it? Well, Same time? 19th? Steve, I'll just go ahead and take it with me now. It's Around the 19th, you say, <laughs> of, this, of, uh, the of the month? The 14th, somewhere in there? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, with that, it's always uh, going to be at the same place, I guess, here at the Hilton Doubletree? Yes, we are. It's a great place because uh, I love their uh, chocolate chip cookies. It's something that's a yeah, little bit exactly. different. Oh, there's, there's a brochure. So what does it say? Oh, yeah. April 11th to 13th. Oh, and Ted Anneman's going to be here. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, it is a senior tour. Back from the from the grave. Yeah. Marlo, Vernon, yeah, they're all going to be here. <laughs> and Jim, you're going to be part of this. You're going to be performing or lecturing, or what are you doing? I thought I saw your name as part of the uh, activity. I'm going to be doing something. You're not sure yet. This I'm not sure yet. Okay, so this thing is still kind of in limbo as far as who's doing what and when. Everybody else is pretty well set, but... Uh, I've had a few problems here and there, but I'll probably do something somewhere. Okay. Kind of bat and clean up. I mean, like as necessary. Yeah, yeah. Kind of put, in, uh, put me in coach wherever I yeah, get you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, we're also saying that uh, possibly the Harry Monty uh, might be. Uh, uh, Harry and Trudy are supposed to be here. Okay. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that Harry is one of the longest running people who have ever performed at the Magic Castle, having performed like, what, 50 years straight or something? Like, like that. I think so. I think it's 53. I think since the year it opened or the day, year yeah. after it opened. Right. Yeah. And uh, he, of course, as many of you may or may not know, is a past uh, national president of the Society of American Magicians uh, as well and um, uh, well known and loved and a legendary guy. So, yeah, hopefully he'll show up here tonight then, too. And, yes, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> uh, any other surprises or things that you got uh, in mind or something you guys are looking forward to? We have a surprise video uh, that we prepared for uh, Howard Hamburg. Oh, how nice. Okay. Uh, and basically we went to folks. Howard's not around. Uh, <laughs> we, we went and uh, some folks, at the, I believe it's the Magic Apple out in California, put together a video of, of tributes from magicians out from California, as they would come through, that they took uh, over a period of like five to six months and put it together. So Howard has no idea that we're going to start the convention with this tri- video tribute for him. I think it's going to be great fun. Yeah, that's going to be nice. And I like this also that you got an expert at the card table uh, copy over here that everyone is signing to, as kind of a tribute, saying uh, how much we love him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Was he here last year, or is this his first year here? He was, he was here. He was here last year. He was here last year. Uh, it seems like this type of convention cannot go on without him, you know, as, as far as uh, him not just being a senior, but also, you know, being something so heralded and, and venerated, I think, within our organization. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would, he's a legend. I mean, I first, I knew of Howard in the 70s, mm-hmm. but we've never met until last year when he came here. Yeah. It's our first time, yeah. Well, he's been getting out a lot more recently than in recent yes, years, yes. getting around a convention. Yes, he is, yeah. I know he had a great time last year. Um, this year he's just guest of honor. Last year he was one of the performers. Big, a big hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can see why. Well, listen, I got some people lining up over here. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it, and uh, good luck. And uh, uh, this is going to be a great convention. So with the Magic Word Podcast, this is Scotty out. Uh, so now we haven't left registration uh, desk yet, but I've got uh, with me uh, Steve Sear and uh, Steve... Bolland. So I appreciate you guys uh, coming. Steve's been a longtime supporter and a friend of the Magic Ward, and I always like to uh, say hello and uh, get to chat with some of these guys as well. But you guys have been longtime listeners as well, so you like podcasts mm-hmm. as well. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's a wonderful archive also. Yeah, kind of looking back. I mean, who would have known whenever I got started? Yeah, uh, very true. Here we are today as we speak. Actually, I've just released 750, episode number 750. Yay. So with Luis D'Amato. So. Wow. <laughs> So this convention, enough about me, about this convention. Or we can talk more about me, but that's fine. Let's uh, talk about the uh, senior tour that we've got now. Now, last year was his first year. Were you here last year for that? Yes. yes. So yes. tell me what I missed. Oh, it's yes. absolutely wonderful uh, to have uh, these people here, and they enjoyed being together. That was a lot of it. 
not just it's a small convention so that they can uh, the performers can be uh, uh, intimate with the mm-hmm. yeah. audience. Yeah, time to talk to everybody. Yep. You can truly talk to them, and they're very approachable, and they enjoyed being with each other also, and we could see that. We could feel that. Yep. Yep. So it's a I, tremendous I, I, convention. I agree. I agree. I think the performers enjoyed the convention as much as the participants did. They enjoyed being with others at their own at the same level. That's kind of what I was just uh, hearing about Howard Hale, Hale, Howard Hamburg, about uh, being here last year and had such a great time. He's coming back again this year. Yep. So. And uh, and uh, Alan Ackerman is coming back. Uh, Steve Reynolds is coming back. Um, Bill Goodwin's coming back. All right. Um, I think that says something for the yeah. convention. So tell me, I mean, are they do they have a lot of lectures and everything then as well as a show, or is it kind of loose as far as the program goes, or how is it? Well, certainly there's lectures, uh, and then they have two shows. I mean, a show each day, close-up show. Okay, it's primarily a close-up convention. Um, one real unique thing is that they will have breakout rooms where, uh, at that time, there'll be a choice of four different performers. That you, if you really wanted to zero in on one performer, you could go into his room or his area to ask questions or just simply talk uh, his, history of what they've done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just a choice for another uh, opportunity for. Another their personal rea- interaction. Well, I noticed that they uh, don't have a lot of dealers. I just noticed they had a table in there just like with one guy. One dealer. One dealer wow. From Nashville. Uh, he carries a really nice selection of books and uh, also uh, different effects and tricks that he's selling. Which is, by the way, something important because most of us older ones are the ones who read yes. nowadays. Yeah, isn't <laughs> yeah, that the truth? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. But... Uh, he does a great job of, of the variety of books that he brings and the effects as well. And he changes them up from day to day. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So he's what you see today, he'll have some different stuff out there tomorrow. That's interesting. So he must have driven a big van or something for all the stuff that he's carrying with him, I would imagine. I suppose, yeah. Because that's a lot of stuff I know he has already, and he's going to swap that out tomorrow. He's... I'm, I am sure that underneath all those tables, well, there's more stuff he's going to pull more out. boxes he's going to pull out. Or yeah. So if you ask him, do you happen to have, well, it so happens I do right here. Okay, <laughs> exactly. interesting, interesting. I don't think I've ever been to a convention where there has only been one dealer. I've been where there have been no dealers, but usually a lot, but I've never been to where there's only been one. I mean, even at uh, uh, Magic Live, of course, you know, they have several, but I mean, it could be just Stan selling his stuff. Or if you're going to Genie, it could be just stuff that uh, Richard Kaufman is selling. But no, they have other dealers, you know, that are that are there as well so it's interesting that um, we just happen to have one dealer here yeah well I, I think a lot depends on the variety of materials that they have for sale mm-hmm. because actually he seems to take care of everyone quite well yeah yeah well it looked like he had a pretty good crowd around uh, him over there yeah. when I poked my head in the room there a while ago well yeah. tr- truly the emphasis on this convention is that gathering of very experienced close-up performers uh, to be able to See them, interact with them. It's it's more about that than the dealers. Well, let me ask you this. See, that's an interesting uh, point you bring up there because when I do go to these conventions, there are a lot of sessions. You know, late at night, and and uh, I don't stay up as late as I used to. I don't know about the, the rest of the group here, but I imagine of this age that we probably are not up until three in the morning like we used to. I mean, I remember waiting until dawn. I'm you know, I'd like with uh, Roger Klaus, and we look outside. So, well, I guess we ought to go to sleep sometime. You know. Yeah. But that's not the way I do it anymore. But, I mean, so do they have late-night sessions here as well? Oh, yeah. I think, it, oh, oh, yes, think there, so. there will be out, out in the out, lobby. Out in the that's lobby true. area. And I think there may be some that are kind of little pockets back in the rooms. Okay. Um, at least that was our impression from last year, and we're just slowly learning how to connect with those. That's kind of like with the 4F convention at Fector's. There are a lot of little rooms that people will have in which they're kind of sessioning uh, or they have uh, parties, uh, you know, that are going on. I mean, people are invited to, certainly. The door's open. You can go by and whatever and kind of see who's hanging out. But, and this is a small enough hotel. I mean, I think, what, there are five floors here, I guess. So right. It's not like a huge, yeah. you know, 18-story hotel. I think even the uh, performers you will find out here in a circle, sessioning among themselves. Well, I just saw Howard speaking to him out there doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I... I you know, I've seen that at larger conventions, but I, it seems to be much more intimate here. And that, that's what's great about it, yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it really different. 
Good to know. Well, yeah. great. Steve, and Steve, thank you guys very much. Appreciate You're your welcome. insight over there. So that way people kind of get a little bit better yeah. idea of kind of what's going on here. Yeah. So, yeah. so with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Steve, Spear, and Bolin. Scotty out. It is now the morning of the second day. We're here on Friday uh, morning, actually, and getting uh, things started. We just had uh, a kickoff. Well, first of all, we had uh, the breakfast, which was excellent, wonderful uh, buffet uh, here at the Doubletree by Hilton. And then we had a lecture that was about an hour and a half that was by Doug Kahn. And one of the things he kind of ended with was talking about some of the videos that he's posting online, which are not exposure, but they're teaching uh, on YouTube and how he's reaching a lot of people and uh, also uh, turning that into uh, money for himself then as well. And I've got with me uh, Glenn Morphew and also the uh, the godfather then of magic. I've got Vinny Marini uh, who is here. Thank you guys. Hey, uh, Vinny. Uh, thank you, Scott, for having <laughs> for, for, you know, for, for doing this with us. You bet. And uh, Glenn. Good to be here. And I'll be seeing you, Glenn, I guess, at the uh, Pebble coming up in a couple weeks. Though, Actually, right? no. You're not going to the Pebble. I'm not coming this year. Oh, you're not? But I'll be in Vegas. Okay. At, at uh, Magic Live? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we were just having an in-depth discussion. I interrupted saying, hold that thought. Let's start this again. What are your thoughts? I mean, as far as uh, YouTube videos. Glenn, you had to... Sure. YouTube videos, I, I look for them. I watch them. And uh, the, the big problem that, that I see is that if I want to look up a certain move, it's liable to be from a total amateur that's 13, 14, doesn't do the move well and doesn't know how to teach it. And I feel like, oh, you know. So you might have to work through six, seven different videos to find something taught well. So you kind of have to jump It might just be the move but not the subtleties, you mean, in the background, the history of this. Well, th- th- yeah, that's many, a different uh, thing. What I was going to say is when you watch a guy like Doug, like Doug yeah. you're, learn- you're learning how to perform. Mm-hmm. You'll be you'll becoming a performer instead of these kids or whatever. There's nothing. They're just doing moves and there's nothing. And throwing it out there. It's nothing. It means nothing to nobody. But when you watch how to perform, and now he take a little simple thing and make it a production, which well, is really good. Only, he not only teaches the move, he educates you all about it. Well, exactly. From the history to techniques and to uh, applications. And, and but he also, I'm talking about Doug now. Yep. Is, he also, he feeds you information, but he doesn't give you the whole thing. He wants you to work on your own to go look up this, go find it, go search it. But he's there to show isn't, you how it's done. Isn't that what most uh, magicians who are mentors to others do also? Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, like yeah. Vernon, like you right. hung around Vernon, you know? And all yeah. That. So yeah. he would say, okay, here's the idea. You go work on it, and you come back tomorrow or let right. me know what you've seen. You yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, and really, you could learn. On, on TV. You can learn because there are kids now they can't, maybe they, they don't know who to go to, they can't afford a, a private teacher. Because when I was a kid, I went to my dad and I said, hey Pop, could you, I only knew of uh, Slidini and and Scani. And yeah. well, you were a New York guy. Yeah, Scani was my hero. And I only seen clips of him on the black and white yeah. TV. Harry Lorraine, I guess, out there, too. Yes. So I said, hey, Dan, could you get me a ticket? You're a musician. You're not a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, so, you go out and say something. No, no. I was just listening and watching. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's it. You know, that's the best I can do. <laughs> so how are you enjoying the convention? Go ahead. Well, no, this, Vinny, you should tell him. So part of Vinny's motivation about always being so giving with his moves is that he's like, I did this, I played with this, I like this, I want to put it out there and hopefully inspire someone to learn it and improve it. You know, so he was really, and Vinny, here's another thing about Vinny. Back before we had YouTube and things like that on the Magic Cafe, he would do a performance of a, of a move somehow. I don't know how yeah. they saw it. But then he would say, if you're interested in the explanation, email me or PM me. Yeah, I didn't put so, it out there. Yeah. I just so he, so he got PM'd, and I remember one time he had like qualified 40, candidates basically with 47 or 52 requests, wow. and Vinny, one by one, recorded the explanation on the VHS tapes and then paid to mail them out to yeah, everybody yeah. that asked to for each it. one. So yes. he had 45 tapes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes, a matter of fact, Wid Hayden contacted me, Aldo Colombini, uh, Jay Sankey was on. He said, Vinny, what are you going to do with that? And I said, 
I'm just sending it out. Somebody can make it better. And that's it. Yeah. Who are those today? Uh, I don't see anybody using them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking if it might be something that could maybe, be Maybe they are. Maybe digitally. they are. I have no idea. You know, yeah. I, what I know. Uh, well, I mean, might... I, give, I give them another. In other words, when I see somebody doing a double undercut, yeah. everybody does that. Sure. As soon as you see that, the trick is over. Mm. I want to be fooled as a magician. I want to sure. be fooled. So I, I teach some of the, the, the things that I came up with. Now, somebody else might have come up with. Who knows? Mm. I have no way. In but I teach some of the things that's original with me as an alternative to the move they just seen. Right, and this way, I think it makes the effect better. That's all. Who wants to do a, a, a double lift all the time? We can do something else. I've had an opinion about that with Vinny. We've talked about. This. Yeah. I says that's great if it's as equal to or better than the original, but if you're putting originality on a level to where you'll do it over the standard method if it's subpar to the to the standard method then I think you're falling in love with your own stuff a little too much. Right, Glenn is right about, Glenn is right about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I used to just put stuff out there to somebody to try it yeah. and maybe make it better. You know, an idea. All it was is an idea. You know what you should get? You should really hear this. Tell the uh, tell the story about how you learned about sleight of hand magic oh. at the magic store. Okay, when my dad said that you know you're a, mu- uh, a musician, which I was. Mm-hmm. My dad, play? my dad, I played the flute. Okay. Classical flute at the time, you know, and I, that was my thing. You know, I went to Juilliard, but I never oh. finished. But uh, getting back to the magic, uh, I love magic. So there was this trick. I think it was called Crazy Dots, where you would uh, a red dot on one side and the blue, and you close up the wooden pads, you open it up, and they switch places, mm-hmm. the colors. You know, I wanted that trick. So my mother gave me fifty cents. And when I was 14, the buses in New York were a nickel. So she gave me 10 cents, so 60 cents, back and forth, and to buy the trick. Well, I went in there, I don't know, remember, it was on 52nd Street in Broadway in New York. I don't exactly remember the name of the store. It's not there anymore. So I walked in and I told him the trick I wanted. He got it, and he did it. He performed it for me and said it was a buck, a dollar. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't have a dollar. Wow, it's a bunch of money back then. Yeah. I said, I don't have a dollar. I only have 50 cents. He says to me, kid, get the heck out of here. <laughs> he threw me out. Yeah. I was so heartbroken. Sure. I'm, who wouldn't be? I love yeah. magic. Yeah. It's and not the, like he was trying to negotiate. No. Right, that's all, all you had. had. No, yeah. that's all I had. You're a kid. Yeah. I had, that's all I had. No job or anything like that. So I'm, I went across the street to take the bus back uptown, and this gentleman taps me on the shoulder. He says, hey, kid, you like magic, don't you? I says, well, how did you know? He says, well, I was in the store, and I saw what happened to you. Yeah. And he presented me with the trick. He bought it for you. He bought you. it for me, yeah. That brings tears to my eyes. Yeah, That's a great story. And his story. name, I didn't know who the hell he was, yeah. was Bruce Elliott. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I had no idea who Bruce Elliott was. Sure. I didn't know. Yeah. I only read books in the library, and I couldn't understand them. I couldn't do it. My hands wouldn't allow me to do So he says to me, uh, Vinny, where do you live? He asked me. I told him I lived on uh, 68th Street and West End Avenue. He says, well, I live on Riverside Drive on 80. I remember 86th Street. He says, come to my house every day. I'll help you with magic. Wow. I had no, I went, I got off the, the bus, the school bus. I didn't go home. I went right to his house, his house and then I would walk back home. You know, was well, here's one important thing. He said to Vinny, he said, you know, you buy a trick like this or something else, they break or you don't have them when you, when you need them if you want to perform. He said, I could teach you sleight of hand and you'll have that for the rest of your life. He said, your fingers and the hands are the gimmick. Yeah. Rather than the storeboard thing, but that's true. I went down. I bought the uh, the milk pitcher. You know, yeah. when you pour the milk in the newspaper. Sure. But in, there was there wasn't plastic in those days. It was uh-huh. glass. Mm-hmm. I took it home to perform the trick. I dropped it. That, that was, was the, that. That was the end of the trick. Yeah. So that made sense to me. Your hands are the gimmick. Well, that's what he advice. told me. That yeah, a great story too. And uh, he also wrote for the Phoenix. As a matter of fact, he was the uh, chief editor of the Phoenix magazine. I didn't know any of that stuff, and I was uh, I never bothered to ask him. The one day he got he got killed uh, in an automobile accident. Whether he was driving or not, I don't know. Bruce Elliott. Yeah, I think yeah. it was in 1977. Mm-hmm. I believe that's when he passed. But I'm not. Yeah. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. 
but uh, but he inspired me and he taught me and what I try to do is to give back to young kids especially yeah. if they want to they want to learn something how I learned you know and that's it because I could not get from he taught me the Dr. Sachs routine which was in his book Classic Secrets of Magic I believe and I couldn't do it I, I, how could you he taught me personally how to do that that effect. The and other thing he did for you is because you were small yeah. and had small hands, yeah. is that if he taught you something and you came up with an alternative yeah. that did the same thing that the slight did that was just particular to your hands, he loved that. He loved you being in, ingenious and having ingenuity and altering things to fit you. He, he gave me the yeah, he gave me the way. idea and if it didn't work the way he taught me, I found out ways to do it my way. Yeah. And it was unorthodox kind of, you know. Yeah. So I in my magic, I try to teach that. Yeah. You know, even like you know, like Dylan says, if it's not as good as the original, don't bother. I, I understand that. But I like to throw it out anyway. Maybe somebody can do something different with it. You know what I'm saying? I think I know exactly what you're saying. I think that's part of the beauty also of this convention in which this is a senior tour and there are a lot of people who are senior magicians and it's interesting like whenever that uh, here Doug is uh, ex explaining a trick but he's not going into detail about some basic moves. Well, you know what this is. Uh, it's just like when we were at the 4F convention or someplace. You know, they're not going into detail about a double lift or your favorite method. You know what to do. So the guys here know that. My point being exactly to your point then, Vinny, of we are in a place right now where we can and should be sharing this with the next generation. How do you and think we I can. met? How do you think I met Glenn? Uh, in the bathroom? No, in the no, no, no. we met. We met on. We met on uh, YouTube, and there was another magician. Uh, a dating app? No. No. <laughs> what was his name? H no, it, it was when I came up with a gambler's action top cup, and I went to Etienne Lorenzo because the guy's got a. Uh, a magic library and I think a full-time assistant to catalog stuff so I said have you ever seen anyone do a gambler's cop off the top of the deck rather than off the bottom and then he said no I haven't I contacted Darwin Ortiz Jason England and Lorenzo says you might want to check with Vinny Marini he's got some wild weird ways <laughs> of doing stuff so I sent Vinny a message and I described the move and I think I sent him a YouTube link and he's like no no. What's your phone number? Then he called me like every day for a week. You know? <laughs> that's the truth. And then, and that's and then we got. just talk. You know, then I I haven't heard from, from Vinny for a couple of days. I was like, I miss him. Where is he? I'm going to call him back. <laughs> so we just talked on the phone a long time for a number of years. And then eventually when Skype became a thing, yeah. then uh, we would Skype together. And uh, we've had a blast over the years. That's great. Yeah. You know? But thank you for listening to our stories. No, I think sure. that's important. I'm glad you guys yeah. shared that. Yeah. That's why we've got a posterity then as well. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I know you're enjoying right. the convention, thank you, too. Scott. Good yeah. to see you. <laughs> so with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Glenn Morphew and Vinny Marini. Scotty out. Doug Kahn's lecture is over, and we just had a, uh, a nice discussion with a couple of uh, guys there, with uh, Glenn and Vinny, and there are a couple other friends I wanted. I just had breakfast with this morning, and I want to talk with a little bit about the convention, and that's Mike Powers. Hey there, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? We're fine. And uh, Maria Schweder. Hey, hey, how's it going? And uh, We're still fine. So <laughs> and we had martinis last evening. You and I were uh, sharing a drink while Mike was over probably... Uh, Sessioning with somebody, I guess. Right? I, was, I was drinking beer, I have to be confess. Well, that's right. You ordered a beer and you sat there for the longest time. He said, Well, he's coming eventually. So you finally, I guess, you know, came and got that. Yeah, understaffed last night, but it was. Well, oh, they were, but just the one, one bartender, it seems like. And so, oh, they're getting ready to have a breakout session. Do you know what they're doing in the breakout session? Um, you know, that's an interesting thing. I don't want to belabor the issue, but I don't think anybody knows what they're doing, what the concept is. We all just came in as last year, like, What am I supposed to do? Well, whatever you want to do. So I got, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and I think that's what everybody's doing. And you did a breakout session last year when you were here. So you going to do it again this year? Yep, I'm on tomorrow, um, uh, and I've, I've, I'm prepared. Okay, and how long does it last, like an hour or a half hour, or is you know, kind of a workshop? Kind of? Well, you know, that's up for grabs in my mind, too. I, I think it's supposed to be an hour, but I'm just going to, if, if people come by and we run out of steam, so be it. I think that's it's kind of a nebulous concept as far as I can see. <laughs> Uh, how are you enjoying the, the convention, Maria, by the way? Oh, I always enjoy the conventions. Yeah. You love conventions. You come to a lot of conventions. Oh, I go to a lot of conventions, yeah. So, yeah, I love it because 
you know, magic. You get to see people I haven't seen in a year or two, and you know, you like get Scott. to hang out like Scott. Yeah, and it's just this wonderful. I've been going to conventions since 1972, so which was Abbott's? Abbott's, correct. Each convention seems to have its own character, if you will, oh, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, oh yeah. Abbott, when we were at Abbott's, when they had their anniversary, remember that a few years ago? I was sitting there in, in the high school going, wow, memories just kept floating by from my very first year up until... You probably go back to whenever, before they had air conditioning in the oh, yeah. uh, in the gym. Oh, oh yes, oh, yeah. I remember those days. And I've only missed maybe two or three since 73. I, I went to Abbott's every year without fail where I met him actually right yeah. So, yeah. We discussed so that briefly last evening when uh, we were doing a panel discussion. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and Maria is a, no stranger to Cole in Michigan from the Chavez. Oh, that's right. Because so. you used to go down there and study with? Uh, Neil Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. In fact, I was one of the, uh, the last female in his group because he died shortly thereafter, a couple of years later, I think. So, yeah. But yeah, I had, to, I had to drive up there every weekend for five months. And how far was that? You're in Indiana, right? No, no, no I was living in Champaign Urbana. Okay. Um, that was about four hours. I went four hours. About four hours, four, okay. four and a half. Yeah. It's dedication. That's, you know, months of every weekend. Yeah, and I had to ask um, weekends off at work because uh, I'm, I'm a nurse, so I had to work every other weekend, so I had to beg to have the weekends <laughs> off until I finished my class. What did you end up doing with that once you had it? Did you work corporate shows? or I mean, you weren't oh, working did, birthday uh, parties with Chavez, I guess. Uh, no birthday parties with Chavez, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did... Um, I, uh, did a lot of stage shows. Um, I was a member of Ring 236 in Urbana, Illinois, and every year we put on a conference, still do. So I, I performed every year at, at our uh, conventions yeah. that we moved around the state. Uh, I entered a couple contests. I performed at Magi Fest. Where else? You won second place in the oh, contest that, well, in the St. Louis Jubilee. Up. That was close-up. Close-up, yeah. Close up. yeah but, right. I, but I performed on stage at Magi Fest and a couple other conferences with doing the Chavez thing. I, my own creation. I didn't do the standard Chavez. Well, we were talking at breakfast also about how that, of course, they would wear tucks and tails, and yeah. you had a dress you actually designed yourself. I designed it myself because I'm not going to wear tucks. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I had to adjust what I learned to what I did. And, then and Neil Foster used my ideas or saying as a woman you're going to have to figure it out or no he never get he never he just taught us what he taught by the way he with a regular jack with the regular tucks and uh and he's had women in the past but um i don't know no he never said you know as a woman you can know he just taught us what he taught us and mm-hmm. then we had to do what we had to do but what i did was instead of doing the standard chavez you know do 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 balls and yeah um i eventually designed a stage act using manipulation but it had a meaning that made sense and it was called what does a, a woman magician do after she does her act and goes home and gets ready for her date oh okay so I performed that at Magic Fest, I believe yeah. it was. So I'm, I'm out in the front of the stage doing some Chavez-y, you know, stuff, producing flowers and things. And then I go back, and as I'm going through the, the curtain, I do a costume the light, change. The lights, the lights go down, and yeah. then it comes back, and the, the stage the is set opens. with, like, now I'm at home, and there's a radio playing music, yeah. and I'm, I'm waiting for somebody. And so there's a whole, it's really a cool act. It I really is. So, the whole, and then the at the details. very, very end, and we have it on tape so you can watch the video. At the very end, the doorbell rings. Bing, bing. And this arm, which is him with flowers comes out like this <laughs> and I do a costume change on stage which I designed myself wow. nothing falls on the floor it's not like you know one of these a curtain up or no, anything no yeah, yeah. I have this giant feather fan and I just go like this and my, my costume yeah. just changes it's really it was really cool, great visual man. she was at great Factors visual. one year she had the costume change dress and we were in the bar and she did it and then other people would come in and they'd go oh you gotta show those guys <laughs> and she, she did it like three times it looked, you know, you take this feather it fan, like and, it, and it just yeah. looks like it changes from like Pass black, from black and white yeah. into this purple sequin dress. Yeah. 
Man, it is and, and a then, killer then change. Then I do that, and then I walk over and take the flowers, and then the lights go down. So that's what I did with Shabazz. That sounds like something you should be doing at other conventions. I'm surprised you haven't resurrected that. Um, well, you know, I mean, it I think it can be resurrected. I think we need to. That, that should be something you should think about doing because it is a really cool act, and it has that feeling. Pretty of stunning, like, sounds like. Well, there, there, you know, she has a champagne bottle production, nice theme. Uh-huh. and the to, to get to get the ice for the champagne, she does a snowstorm in China. So now it's starting to make sense. You pour water into the slush powder, and there's some ice cubes in the other parts. Yeah, so you, the water made, the yeah. water washes out. And then the ice cubes come out that go into the champagne. But how did it, why did the ice happen? Because I'm doing a snowstorm. Oh, sure. And so that cold makes the ice, put it into the bucket with the champagne yeah, and, bottle. And it's, it's the Neil Foster coin bucket, mm-hmm. which only we were allowed to buy in the day, mm-hmm. students. So anyway, so in the beginning, when I'm doing the act, I'm doing the coin. Right. Visor's uh, so, dream. Yeah. So now I have an excuse to have this champagne bucket. Yeah. And then I produce a bottle of champagne and the ice, and it just, you know, it just... Yeah. Getting ready for my and, date. And, and you, did a dan- you did a dancing cane with a broom. Oh, yeah, I'm So you're, you're t- tidying yeah. up with the broom. The head of the broom falls off, and then it's like the music changes on the radio. And it was just all, it was a great act. I, I forgot how cool that was. Yeah. It was, they love that story right there. You can hear them in the background. <laughs> yeah, <applause. that's> <laughs> anyway, that, that's what I did with Chavez. Well, as I said, I'd love to see that. Is You say that's on tape someplace? Yeah, you got it on video on uh, YouTube? On oh, no, it's not on YouTube. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll find a good version of it and post it and send you a link. Do that, and I'll put that on the uh, website then so people can watch that too. It's a cool thing. Yeah, I'd like to see that. So anyhow, uh, glad to see you guys here at this convention. As always, see you in a couple weeks, or next week, I guess, at uh, Factors then too as well. One week to go. Yep, that's going to be fun. So with Magic Word Podcast, that's Maria Schreeder and Mike Powers, Scotty Young. We've just finished a lecture with Alan Ackerman. Before that, we had Steve Reynolds. And now I am with someone who... Actually, we had a workshop a little bit earlier then, too. I think when we last left you, when we were talking with... uh Maria, uh, Maria Schweder and uh, Mike Powers, and uh, then we had the workshop. And one of the people who was talking was Kevin Kelly, and I've got William right now. Hey, Kevin. Hey, hi guys. <laughs> so, Thanks for having me. Uh, well, it's, uh, I'm sorry, good being had. Good being had. <laughs> so uh, you uh, had a, a nice little talk because why, uh, Ryan Bliss was giving a little lecture about coins, and you, I noticed, were just sitting there with your hands on your lap, and it's like he must be talking and telling stories. I'm going to go listen to him, and you were it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were part of the roundtable, Chicago roundtable. I was. I was one of the luckiest guys in the world definitely and I got to spend a lot of time and learn a lot from Ed Marlowe and actually all of the other guys at the table as well Simon and David Steve Drawn uh, Jack Pyle some of the greats Mm -hmm. It, it was really a remarkable time really was. I would think it would almost, to a point, be like trying to take a drink from a fire hydrant. I mean, there's so much every week, but what did you t- take away from that, or were you confused? It's like, I don't know what I, I just saw. No, because a lot of times, well, yes, there were times when it was magic information overload, mm-hmm. but a lot of the sessions definitely focused on a handful of tricks that people would bring to the table, and right. we would talk about them. Um, so there wasn't always this massive unloading unless a new magazine had come out. Okay. And when a new magazine came out... I mean a new issue of... Yeah, of Marlowe's magazine. Okay, oh, Marlowe. Yeah, of the, yeah. Six, of the six magazines. That was always an information overload because Ed never shared any of the material in the magazines until they were published. Really? Yeah. He was just working on it. He was working on it, yeah. David knew about it, of course, but all of us guys that came from other places. So one stuff that he'd kind of like work with you guys and showed you and you said, hey, we might tweak this or let me know. No, we huh. weren't part of that. No, it was, it was fascinating. So, so David Solomon was the only inside guy. David and Simon. And, you know, John was involved too. Yeah, rocket bomber. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he would not dump on us until... The magazine came out. So we'd come up, Don and I would come up and buy the magazines. And then we'd sit there for 10, 11 hours while Ed would just do as much as he could push out of it at us. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> it was so it's just... like seeing the magazine come alive. Exactly. Yeah. Now, exactly. I never saw the magazine. Were they photos? Were they illustrations? Or... Uh, mostly little uh, line drawings. Who drew them? Uh, Richard, his son, did. Okay. Some of them. And I'm not sure. Oh, oh, uh, there's some other, another man that I can't remember okay. right off. Mm-hmm. But I think there was maybe three or four total mm-hmm. that did it. He never, he never had pictures in the magazines. No photographs. 
Okay. I wondered about that, whether they actually took photos of his hands. It could be that his, if his son was drawing that, I guess he might have just looked at his hands, or I've taken a photo, and then maybe... Now, the other fella, uh, um, I just, I wish I could remember his name, I'm sorry, but he took pictures, or, and uh, I know Steve Reynolds had some of the pictures, and John, he got those from John Rockerbomber. And uh, so the, uh, most of the illustrations were taken from photographs, for sure. Okay. Now, you were in Chicago for how many years then before you, you moved? You live in St. Louis now, is that right? Uh, no, or? I live in Illinois, central, east central Illinois. Where about? And I'm in Charleston, Illinois. Okay. And, uh, My wife's I, from Mattoon. Oh, well, <laughs> you have to come and see us. Yeah. Uh, and so Don and I, we just made the trek up to Chicago. He was in Champaign. And I in Charleston, and then I moved to Champaign after I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. So, and you went to U of I, I guess? Uh, no, I went to Eastern in Charleston. Okay. Oh, in Charleston, okay. Yeah, and I, was, I met Don Indicator, Don England, and that's where we got our friendship started. And so we just went to Chicago uh, whenever we could. Yeah, the very first meeting, Ed had invited us up, and so... It's about a two-hour drive, right? Approximately uh, three, 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 okay. three or three and a half. And of course, with Chicago traffic now, mm. you got to add another hour. Yeah, because uh, we you got to go up and around to the north side and go to Foster Avenue and get across the Magic Inc. I thought it was interesting too. Then, Kevin, you were talking about how you had gone to different restaurants because you kept getting kicked out of different places. Used yeah. <laughs> guys stayed too long; they couldn't flip the tables. That's right, exactly right. And and so there's there's so many that have I think five or six that have a lot of good memories because we stayed there for maybe a year, maybe two years. The Shulians was always good, of course. I was about to say, I would think with all the Chicago bars, it had been like Shulians or Ivanhoe or Pickle Barrel or some of yep. those places that probably be open. Well, Ivanhoe was long gone. Oh, okay. That was long gone. Um, but there was Mr. C's, but that was just a bar. You know, we, we usually met Saturday afternoons and had a little lunch. Um, now, Bill Malone's place there, I say Bill, uh, the Houdini bar, did he, they serve food or was that just a bar? That was just a bar. Okay. I think they were able to order sandwiches in. I don't remember. I, when I worked there, there were no, I don't remember seeing any food. Um, usually opened up around 8 o'clock, and that's after all the events in the complex would empty and just funnel into it. Yeah, that was, that was a great experience, too. How long did you work there? Just a few months, and then they closed. Uh, it was an interesting situation at the Boca Raton Resort, and, of course, Bill can tell you all about it. But at Illusions? Not Illusions. What was this place, Boca? Um, Malone's. Malone's. It's Malone's. Yeah. It was Malone's, and uh, it was interesting to learn that all of the uh, vendors on the property were all partnerships. And so it, the restaurants weren't sold when the restaurant or when the uh, property got sold. The partnerships got dissolved. If I'm you know, telling everybody, gosh, yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah. But uh, so Bill was just, you know, just wonderful, wonderful. And Watching him grow up, because he was a little younger than us and growing up in Chicago. And he would come to the table all the time. And if you can imagine, well, maybe we shouldn't do this, but Bill used to be this big. Yeah, but you were telling me he looked like a Q-tip, just long and narrow with a, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Not quite like he was none of us are. With black hair. (laughs) Not a yellow hair, not a yellow tip, okay? He wasn't a carrot top. (laughs) So, (laughs) and he was just wonderful. And like I said, he had... Uh, he made Marlowe's material commercial. He proved it. I mean, single-handedly proved it. That was another interesting comment you made earlier about how that a lot of people didn't do Marlowe thinking, that's not commercial, that's really for magicians, that's too slight-heavy. Exactly. And, and Bill proved that wrong. Not the case. Bill proved it wrong, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely did. And he, and, you know, he just got the best instruction that there is. And, you know, he also was, uh, just like uh, Jimmy and Randy and some of the others, Bill or Ed would give them material to go out and try, uh-huh. out to try out in the real world, and they report back yeah. and tweak it or do what they need to do. So it was yeah. kind of really cool. How interesting is that? Well, do you work any place then now? Do you work in? No, restaurant I don't. Now? No, I just retired from my job, and so I'm just pretty busy with four kids and 14 grandkids. Yeah, yeah. And are they all living around the area also? So um, it's kind of nice. Yes, they are. Yeah, right not far. So we have great big. Family gatherings with lots of incredible energy and madness. Now, you have conventions, I know. Then, let's step over here. I know that you, uh, a little bit kind of noisy right around here, but they have conventions, I think, uh, like, uh, don't they have the Central Illinois Magic Conventions or something like that? Yes, they do. It's a, that is a, uh, 
a wandering, if you will, convention between Peoria, Springfield, and Champaign. Yeah. And it's so it just kind of rotates among the... Rotates every year. Um, and, uh, of course, they didn't have it for the last couple of years, but it's picked up again. Um, I'll get, I'm lucky enough I'll get to work that in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And it'll be great fun. This is just getting me started. <laughs> I've been... Don England and I used to trans... Or trans uh, or walk, walk, I'm sorry, drive all over the place doing lectures. Yeah. And that was over 20 years ago. And Don died some time ago. He was in poor health for he a long was. time at the end, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was hard to watch that decline. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, so, so is this your second year of this? Did you come last year for the first of I did this? I come uh, last okay. year just as, a, uh, just as a participant. Yeah. And so then Steve approached me and said, would you like to work it? And I said, well, sure. <laughs> this could be fun. I think I remember a few things. We're going to find out tonight. Well, I guess they've almost doubled in size they here this year. They definitely did, and this is very heartening to see. And maybe I see a flyer on the table that says there's one next year. Yeah. So we'll see. Is they going to try it again? Well, I'll come. I'll come as a participant <laughs> next year again. <laughs> so what have you got prepared to do this evening? I mean, you're going to be doing like a 10 minute act or 15? Uh, well, they said 20. Okay. It'll probably be 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. I'm doing uh, material from the three books that I wrote: Intermezzo, which was a 1984 book. Then uh, my Paceport Odyssey that I did in 94, and then uh, I wrote Don England's Paradox, and uh, that came out in 2001. And so I'm going to do yeah. material from all three of those. A little bit of everything. Kind a little of bit thing. of everything, going with what I know. <laughs> you know, I'm getting my feet wet again, so... Did you bring any of the books so that way people afterwards say, hey, that's kind of cool? Oh, gee, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Okay. I sure did. That's very cool. Well, I'm glad to see that you're still active and still doing that. And uh, yeah. and so with Ed gone, it, I mean, you don't go back up to Chicago, I guess, like you did, because there's really this roundtable. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like it was. I mean, I know the Chicago Magic Lounge has renewed the uh, interest in that, but it's not quite the same thing. Yes, yeah. not not yet. And, and who knows? Uh, the remaining members of the roundtable, table john and uh, john bannon and Mm -hmm. simon's gone and simon's house used to be the gathering point that's what i heard and uh once simon left us uh you know dave and john get together occasionally i'm sure still like not in as good a communication as we were in the past yeah so but i hope i mean it's it was such a good time and it was so beneficial Mm -hmm. so beneficial to be able to go and watch and learn Mm-hmm. And it would be good if that kind of thing was still around. Some of us would like to be able to pass it on, um, but we don't see that. Well, that's the thing. I think that today, then, Kevin, we are in a digital age where we can do Zoom, as we were talking about a little bit earlier before we started chatting about this, uh, anywhere in the world. So we could be talking with people from, from Portugal and from Italy and uh, England and wherever else, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of session that way. And I'm sure that does go on. That is so crazy, too. You know, it's yeah. just <laughs> unbelievable to think about yeah. Those capabilities and how new they are. Sure. How, how brand new they are and how beneficial they are. And yeah. it opens those channels of communication like it's never been done before. And yeah, we're starting to see cool. other kinds of magic that is done by other people in other countries and cultures yep. that it used to be rare for us to see that, yeah. you know. And now yeah. we can experience, not only experience, but learn from those guys who are coming up with it. Because we can see it. Where, you know, it used to be those books would come over in their, in their home language. Correct. And no English. And so we weren't able to benefit and there was no video. Yeah. But now there's the video, which is, that's another bond yeah. You know, for the international community is we got the video and we can work out the words later. You know? <laughs> exactly right. Well, Kevin, it's very good. I'm glad I had an opportunity to meet each other. Thanks yeah. for coming over and saying hi. Sure. <laughs> so, I'm glad you listened to the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. I really you bet. Do. And good luck tonight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. So with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Kevin Kelly. Scotty out. We have uh, just finished dinner. We're getting ready here for the evening show at about 7 o'clock. So we got just a few minutes. I thought I'd talk with a couple of the uh, other registrants that are here just to kind of get to your thoughts. First of all, uh, we got uh, David Sudia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Daryl Pebla. So I'm going to talk to you about the uh, convention. So what, uh, this, did you come last year also? Yes, I did. And you? No. This is your first one. So are you a close-up card guy or what? Um, little, little, little bit of coins and a little bit of cards and I was changing knives and stuff like that. Yep. 
And uh, also, Daryl, about uh, you. What's your preference? I, I teach uh, magic to children for Abracadabra. So oh, here in town? I'm, yes. Okay, I was just talking with uh, Jeff and Dan yeah, Davis Jeff about Jeff okay. and yeah. yeah, and Jeff. I used to work for Jeff. Now he's retired. Right. Uh, so you had dinner with him. We do a lot of different things. We teach math magic and science magic, you right. know, with card magic, uh, balloons, uh, of course, uh, just about everything. So what have you seen here so far at this convention that's been most impressive? Uh, the, the card work. Uh, well, everybody's been doing card work, yeah, so that kind of narrows it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I was as good as these guys are. I, you know, I try, but yeah. they've been doing it for 100 years, I think. You know. Have you learned some stuff then, David? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you buy some notes or DVDs or anything? I bought a, a, a note from... Um, Alan Ackerman? Or? Yeah, Alan Ackerman. Uh-huh. Yeah, some pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, I like... I like his car stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and also, Darryl, yeah. you, do you still buy a lot of stuff, or are you pretty selective as to what you're purchasing now? I'm starting to get more selective as I get older. <laughs> I, my basement is pretty much full of magic stuff, so yeah. and, you know, one of these days I'm going to practice it all, but mm-hmm. haven't, of course, gotten it all even opened yet. <laughs> You know? I've still got some stuff out. It's still unopened then as well. That's right. My only bad habit. <laughs> Your only bad That's good. Well, if that's all, then that's yeah. not bad. I'd like to buy DVDs and download stuff. Uh, what have you... Uh, do you have a particular dealer like Vanishing Inc. or somebody that you buy from regularly or Penguin? or um, I'm Penguin. Mostly Penguins. What recently have you downloaded you've gotten the most out of? Um... I think it's um, fine can um, transfer transfer. What that's one with the dollar bills change places in somebody's hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of like the idea that uh, who was it that uh, I think? Uh, hey, I'm getting one of those too, right? Oh yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I owe you here for just a minute then. So uh, yeah, that was a, a DVD that I was getting from Bill Goodwin here for uh, Peter McClonigan. So Peter, if you're listening, uh, I've got this uh, DVD for you. If you're wanting, I'll see you at 4F next next week. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I like the uh, the Bill trick that uh, I think it was was it Howard that showed that? Yeah, when which he had the uh, one the, the bills that turned over. Remember that? Uh, this is this is a, a different one. Uh-huh. It's something something like the color change in night, but it's hey, with. It's you with, music, it's with um, dollar bills. Uh-huh. Turn it yeah. on. Uh, and when you're performing also then, Daryl, do you perform at restaurants or do you perform like uh, as far as no, close-up I, goes? I do or? some birthday parties, but mostly I work for Abra. I'm out teaching kids. Right. And then, I, of course, I do Santa. Right. Uh, during the Certain times of the year. December, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I work on the Polar Express. Okay. That is uh, a nationwide thing, isn't it, the Polar Express? I believe they have them in a lot of different They have them in Dallas also. Isn't that the one that, what's the actor that is? Tom um, Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks, and the guy who was in um, Forrest Gump with him that uh, played his sergeant. Uh, oh, yeah, I know who you mean. I don't, can't think of his name. Yeah, I think he was involved with that uh, Polar Express. I didn't know that. I think so, yeah. Uh, so you, you do Santa for Polar Express then as well? Huh? Yes. That's, that's a big thing, yeah. Well, it's good talking to you guys. Hope you enjoy the convention. Are going to be having it again next year? Are you coming back next year? I, I think so. Close. We yeah. both live in St. Louis. So. May as well. Why not? Yeah. Just down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the Magic Word Podcast. That was Daryl and David. Looks like they're darkening the lights. Nice. We're, going we're out. about to start. Yeah. Scotty out.